This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So, welcome again to New Church Live. This is a wonderful series that we've been having. We've been looking, going to re-engage, we've been looking at these three parts. Construct, deconstruct, reconstruct. And you can look at it as engage, disengage, re-engage. Like how... Do we move through that? And probably in your life, you can look at that and think, yeah, I'm in one of those phases, working through that right now in my life. And I want to really focus on this last part of what re-engagement looks like. And I want to do it by, by really starting at the end. Because I know we have a lot of first-time people here today. We have a lot of people, as New Church Live always does, who are sort of checking it out, which is beautiful. We welcome you here. We're glad you're here. And I want to offer a couple of questions out there to the audience so people can hear the end, the goal. What is the gift of re-engaging? I'm going to do that with a set of two questions. You'll see the question come up. You'll see a 60-second timer. That's so our online audience has time to text something into me. And we get texts from all over the place, which is super fun. So the first question is this. What is a gift you received here? At church, and it could be like, I walked in for the first time this morning, somebody told me where the bathroom was. I don't know, may not be anything great and grand, maybe something as simple as that. But take 60 seconds and just share that answer with a neighbor, and then I'm going to be around with the microphone and give like two or three people a chance to answer that out loud, and then we're going to move to the who. Who's someone who's been a gift to you in this congregation? And if you're thinking about that, number one thing, you cannot say the pastor, just so you know. No saying the pastor. I am not a gift. All right? So, first one, what is a gift you received here? We're going to give you 60 seconds, chat about that, then I'll be around with the microphone. I, I'd love to have like two or three people who'd be willing to share what was a gift you received here. When I walked out into the lobby, I saw my aunt's smiling face, who I haven't seen in five years. <gasps> she's, she, she's here the whole way from England. <laughs> What's another one? The congregation here and the warmth that I feel and the comfortable, you know, relaxed feeling that's here in this yeah. church. Yeah, this, it's a very, I find that as a pastor. I'm terrified preaching anywhere else because it just feels sort of like a nice warm blanket here. Yes. Nice warm blanket. Christine, then you bet. Acceptance on where I am on my path. Yeah, acceptance. Like I, I love, I was mentioning to someone here today, again, blessed, broken, and shared. We say that a lot. We have to accept we're on different parts of the path. So if you're here and you're feeling like, wow, everybody's so religious, I don't fit in, wrong. You know, you have people all over the spectrum here in this congregation. I think the thing I felt most was love. Love. And um, Lynn Doyle is my person. (laughs) And Lynn Doyle. Yeah, Lynn Doyle is the person for a lot of people. You brought the concept of blessings and breakings being coming together. And um, I always thought it was you were always looking for the blessing. Yeah. And now just to know that they, they always come together. So if you're in a broken place, a blessing is just around the corner. Blessings just around. Thank you, Kay. You know, and, and that idea of the, those blessings that are right around the, the breakings, like the, the word that I keep on thinking about is that it all becomes precious, right? There's just a preciousness in any number of those things. Now, the second question is this. We can get that up there. What is a gift fill-in-the-blank gave you here? We heard about Lynn. You know, what is a gift 
that somebody gave you here, and say their name out loud. You know, this is a gift that, that someone gave me here as part of this church. So please take 60 seconds, chat about that a little bit, and then I'll be around to get some more answers. Now for, for round two, this is looking at, at kind of, all right, so what is the gift somebody gave you here? And I want you to hear this through through the ears, see it through the lens of re-engagement. Like what's, what is about re-engagement? What's the gift on the other side of all this? Maggie and John out front. And what do they do? Just tell them Dave and everybody would They know. take care of everyone's children here. Yeah. And they do, yeah. Woo. And they really do do an incredible, I've tried doing it. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Another hand, folks? Another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand. Someone else? All right, Leah. Yes. Mine's Rob Nash. He's a leader of a small group uh, that I'm in. And he's created a, a space where we can talk about our broken places I could talk about things I'm ashamed of, and he only greets them with love, That's and it's, it. an, it's amazing. That's it. Rob has an amazing secret power that way. Way to go, Rob! <laughs> one more, one more, one more. Beth, over there. I got to say Mary Haney. And I, I don't know if I could get this out without crying because I just feel a real kinship with her. I feel like I can talk to her about things I can't talk to anybody else. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Give everybody a round of applause there, folks. Now, the reason I, I wanted to start with that is I wanted to start with just as getting a sense of, of what can be, like, like what re-engagement can look like. And re-engagement, folks, just doesn't happen. It's, it's not something that kind of comes through um, a consumer mindset. You don't just show up, enjoy something, and then you're re-engaged. Does that make sense? So parts of today's service, if you feel a little like Chuck may be tweaking you a little bit, I am. You know, tweaking just a little bit to how do we move to that level of re-engagement? Because hopefully you got a sense there hearing it of, of what it can be like, what it can work like, what it can sound like. To talk about re-engagement, what I want to do is I want to read a story for you. And this is a story from Acts. I'm going to read the story and then we're going to set up the context of it. Now, what's interesting in the Bible, the Bible, you know, it's, it's not set up as a history book. But there are definitely parallels between what we call the Old Testament, which was before Christ was born, and the New Testament, which was written after Christ was born. There's definitely purposeful parallels. Boy, I said that really well. I thought I was going to stumble on that. And, and, and you see that here in this story. Now, we looked, when we started out this, this series on Deconstruct, we looked at something called the Tower of Babel, or babbling. So, you guys ready to take a little risky thing? Just just make a noise for like five seconds. Just make a noise. You got it. You you got it. All the kids are excited now for the ride home. So 
So that's, that's Babel or Babel. And that's, that's why we get that term from, actually, is this old story where, where, God, where God sees these people start to collect and, and build a tower. And I'm going to talk about that tower with these bricks here in a second. And then God says, that, that doesn't work. So we're going to crush the tower and everybody's just not going to be able to understand everybody. All right? Fast forward several thousand years to the New Testament and this beautiful, beautiful story. For those of you who are reading it from the Bible, this is from Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. These are the disciples in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. Because, listen to this part here, folks. Each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these people who are speaking, and it goes through a long list, all these different parts of the world at that time, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. They were amazed and perplexed. And some other people said, and this is where the Bible has humor in it, and some other people said they've clearly had too much to drink. Beautiful passage there. And I want to talk for a minute about like how that is such a flip. I'm going to come over here to talk about it. The Tower of Babel was built on bricks, and it started out with this idea of God that was primary, but then uh, we're starting to shift towards love of other people. Oh, no, it's all about our stuff. No, it's all about me. They started to build this tower this way, and this tower is based on self-absorption. It can't work. It just can't work. This is actually deeply disengaging, deconstructing. It, it can't work. It can't last. Folks, think about a time where you were incredibly self-absorbed in your life. How fun was that? Probably not a lot of fun. Probably not a lot of fun. So the tower falls, the tower shifts, and we get a brand new change here. Where the love of self changes into something different. That's what this Pentecost story, to put it into new church theology works. Love of self shifts, it goes from self-absorption to self-confidence. Love of the world shifts from it's all my stuff to honey. Could you believe how beautiful that sunset was? What a beautiful world we live in. It shifts from it's just about me and my buddies. That's it. That's the whole world. It's about other people. The homeless. The broken. The addicted. Those going through divorce. Those who are facing loss. That very different kind of love than it's just me and my tribe. And then the God part. The God part now at the top, but it's not the God part from a new church perspective. It's not God part at the top so that we can all bow down and, 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 and sort of have this feigned uh, piety that we are nothing. No, that's not it. Emmanuel, God with us, mutual reciprocal partnership. A God that is in this place, so he gives us the eyes to see down through it all. To see God out there and other people, to see God in the world, and to see our own God-given gifts. That's how this story 
starts to shift and move in very powerful ways. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Now take a look at this next slide. What are the shifts here? This Pentecost that we're reading about, this New Testament thing versus the Old Testament thing in Babel. Notice it's a wind, not a building. That's what's moving through a spirit that moves through us. Not some artificial creation outside of us. A spirit moving through with fire and wind. Blaise Pascal, when he had his big conversion experience, he just wrote three words. He said, fire, fire, fire. Not frantic hands building a tower out of fear. Not building a wall out of fear. And the last one, this is so important. Could hear one message in many languages. One message in many languages. Versus the babble where they could not hear the message in a cacophony of disjointed sounds of babble where we learn to share a language. Now, how would the new church see this? Take a look at this next slide. Every dogma, in other words, every piece of religious knowledge can be explained a thousand different ways. People take out of it whatever's matched and suited to their character and use their particular gifts to explain it. And I would add, use their particular gifts to love it and to bring it into love. See, that's, that's what the re-engagement looks like. It's not a cookie-cutter thing where people have to fit in a certain box. It's a trust. It's a trust that God is moving through every single one of you here. You can never be severed from it, though you might forget it. It's this trust that God has you right now. No matter what part of the journey you're in, God has you. And yes, when we share those experiences, we'll hear different language. I will hear different language from my wonderful, amazing Jewish brother-in-law. But I'll hear the same message at the same time. That's what this re-engagement is all about. I think that's what re-engagement can start to create, how it can start to create new worlds. And these new worlds move through this set of pictures. Starts with babies. That's our newest addition, Charles. Moves on then to some of the kids who call New Church Life Home, that same message, many languages. To the blessings of young adults who've made New Church Live Home. To the blessing of college students. These students sang at New Church Live several weeks back. To couples as well, moving on and through their lives as well to families, beautiful, wonderful families, trying to find some sort of true north in their life as it moves all forward, and dear friends who I love to laugh with. Rebecca, you're up on screen, by the way. That we can just have a tremendous amount of joy. This, I think, folks, is where we start to experience and practice heaven now. That's why Emanuel Swedenborg said this, heaven is a collection of uses. And we could read that and say, heaven is a collection of ways to serve. And when we take up those ways to serve, when we actually do that, that's where we find re-engagement. We don't find it waiting to be re-engaged. Does that make sense? We don't find it in just waiting for someone to come along and re-engage us. 
Can I show you what engagement looks like? Everybody raise their hand. That's what engagement looks like. <laughs> Means like, hey, I'm going to find my place. I don't quite get it, but I'm going to find my place. Not sure what that looks like. I'm going to find my place. I know that somehow it matters. I know somehow there's real magic there. And I know somehow that will return me to myself. To, I, to whom I actually really am and to whom I belong. So when we come back, you're going to get a chance to hear from some people about some different opportunities to raise your hand. And we're going to actually give you an opportunity to do that as well as just set up a beautiful context for this. And we're going to close with hearing these wonderful students. So just a few text messages from our, from our online audience. Uh, opportunity to be better. Big thank you to the camera and sound crew so we can watch from New Mexico. When Angela Radcliffe told her story, Lynn Doyle gave me courage to do something I have been wanting to do for a while. Bob T. gave me the gift of sharing music with New Church Live that comes from out in Nevada. Dave Lindruth gave me much-needed words of wisdom. My wife and I received the gift of church Receive the gift of church through New Church Live, the ability to just sit and listen to a sermon while our kids are taken care of. The gift that I received was feeling like I was close to my family and being able to interact with my family, even though I live way down south. Ivan Klippenstein. Uh, I saw my daughters on the computer screen this morning from Mom Stephanie. Peace and clarity. Being, about, being able to comfort, to find comfort in times of death and passing. From Liz McDonald, the gift, a sense of family and belonging, whether you come every week or every few months. Now, Liz, we, her dad, I, I did his funeral on Friday. And, and what a blessed life. Like, again, we could bless broken and shared, right? And just, just the character of this guy. Just to, can I tell you a little story about this guy that just brought a smile? So her dad was trying to learn how to save Microsoft Word documents. So he passed unexpectedly, and Liz goes on his computer to, to see what he was working on, and, and he had this Word document up that he was worked to say, and this was his test email. It said, test, Bill, dear Bill, you are awesome, thanks, Bill. <laughs> you got to love someone with that, with that perspective on life. Uh, Rich Shaw, my kids getting baptized, I received a better understanding and recollection of God's word. I get to hear my children sing in church. So all of those pieces, folks, are, are like the gifts of re-engagement. And, and I feel like we can find it anywhere. Like if, if this just doesn't resonate, find it somewhere. You know, it beats Facebook. Like find it somewhere. Find it somewhere. Some, find some place where you feel like you can really raise your hand for that next level of gifts. Because I think our, our society kind of, kind of would get torn in two. Like, here's this advertisement for Amazon Prime. They're trying to get you served within an hour now. And, and I just found, heard that they're, uh, from Whole Foods, they're supposed to have the food at your door within two hours. That, that's okay. But I hope we all understand that's not happiness. Are we aware of that? Please? Please say yes. Yes, yes that's, that's great. That's convenience, not happiness. Convenience and happiness are different things. Could I get an amen, please? <laughs> amen. They are different things, brothers and sisters. They are clearly different things. Because reengaging ain't always convenient. Doesn't always work so well. But 
in the end, it does matter. And this is what I think. I think you want me to ask you to do something really big. That's what I think. That's my story. I love this advertisement from the Arctic explorer, Ernest Shackleton. This is back in like 1910. Men wanted, and we would add women there, obviously, because we want both the new church lives. Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe, safe, doubt, turn, safe return doubtful, honor and recognition in case of success. What an ad. But I think there's part of you that wants me to say that. I really do. I think there's part of you that wants to be called out to do something big, to do something great with your life. Now, it doesn't always have to be grand. It can be small things, but, but they can make a big difference in the world. And now I want you to hear the opportunities we have. And these people are just going to be giving just a sentence or two. Just, hey, this is what I found volunteering at New Church Live. It's going to be real quick. Just a sentence or two. You're going to see what all these opportunities are. You'll see it up on the next slide. There's a couple slides with them. They're also on your handout so you can follow along. The slides up there, the slides in your hand, as well as what these people take. And with that, please give a warm round of applause to this panel and their MC, Luke. Stand in the middle. Am I, can I stand over here still? Is that all right with the lights? That's all right. I think it's all right. We're going to make it all right. Um, so I am, I'm Luke Frazier. Just really quick, uh, before we dive into this, um, there was like seven different things I wanted to say, so I was just organizing it. This is the mistake. This is the big mistake. Giving you the microphone? Yeah. All right. So um, I do just want to say, there's a reason everybody's here. You may have been, you know, maybe your parents forced you, maybe you're a student at the high school and you kind of have to go to church, um, and I love you boys, or maybe you really are, are searching for something. You have a question, there's something that your heart is yearning for, and that's, I think, what all this is about. And these folks, these amazing people, are, are leaders, in my view, in this church and they may not know it, or they may not want to put themselves out there as a leader, but they are. They're leading the way because they want to, they're, and they're going all in, and they want to make a change, they want to make a difference. And here's an opportunity for all of you to maybe answer that question, maybe find out why you're here today. So, without any further ado, there's a couple ways to actually re-engage here. And I'm going to start with Miss Mary to talk a little bit about administration and how you can get involved. I'm going to give her the mic. Sure. Uh, that was not what I was asked to talk about. So um, someone just asked me to share why I volunteer. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I started volunteering probably when I was very young because I thought helping was just something I should do. Um, I realized as life went on that it was a lot more than that, that when I made the decision to travel to the margins, because I've been at outside those margins myself, that there actually are no margins. And I began to see God in the diversity. So it has become a lifeline for me, and that's probably why I keep doing it.
And now we're going to hear from Kelly. Um, when I started coming to New Church Live, I felt the desire to go out and help and to be involved and to connect, but I didn't know how to go about doing that. And New Church Live was the avenue that I had been looking for and didn't really know I was looking for it. Um, so it has enabled me to go down to Kensington and to St. Francis Inn, but it's also enabled me to um, put together bingos and murder mysteries and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, so we are here and we take all of you, all your ideas, um, and we help make them real. Thanks. Thank you. All right, and some more awesome ways to get involved. I'm going to pass this down to Lynn, Lynn Doyle. So don't let Chuck tell you the story about how I started <laughs> here. But I never had a sense of community, and I came here and found it. And if you cherish something, you want to nourish it. And it is my pleasure every time I walk in here to help nourish anybody that walks through those doors to find the sense of community and love in New Church Lot. That's simple. Thank you. And I'm going to pass this now on to John, who, as I heard earlier, takes care of all of your kids. <laughs> so uh, I got involved because my wife, Maggie, uh, is the, the, yeah, yeah, she, well, I have to, right? <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy it. I love working with the kids and building, helping to build that foundation for them in, in their religious experience. Now, every week you guys hear some amazing music. So I'm going to have Rebecca share a little bit about that. So I'm going to start by saying we have lots of opportunities in music. If you can sing, great. If you can play an instrument, great. Can't carry a tune, great. We love you too. Uh, we have positions backstage, front of stage, helping moving things, putting things together, breaking things down, just generally being a part of it. And we could really use your help. Um, from my perspective, uh, the reason that I volunteer, it, it's, it's twofold. It's kind of my emotional tithing for all the gifts that God has given me. You know, that, that moment of like, thank you, thank you, thank you. What can I do back? Oh, this is what I got. I can give this. Um, I can't build things to save my life. Um, I'm not great with lots of children at once. I have one. Um, but music is my space. Um, the other thing is that, you know, Chuck's spoken a lot about the fabric that is the church, right? It's a fabric. It's not a string. It's a fabric. We are all a bunch of strings. And as long as we remain strings, we can be near the fabric, we can be on the fabric, might be resting under the fabric. But it's not really until you start to weave yourself into the fabric that you start to really feel the strength that is your church and your community. And I have been eternally grateful. As you guys know, I've had some like health issues in the last few years. I've been eternally grateful for the strength that this fabric has given me back. So please weave yourself into this fabric and be part of our, our community. And, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You're still part of the fabric. You might be the tassel at the end and come hang out and, and, and have fun with us. Um, but we're grateful for all of you. And if you, have any, if you feel the calling to volunteer, please step up and come tell us. We'd love to have you. 
Thank you. So now, um, this whole production, this whole thing is a production, and I'm going to pass it off to Luke to talk a little bit about that. Um, so, <laughs> it was a little bit of a joke. So, um, there are, there, there are really, a, there are a lot of opportunities to help. You guys see people dealing with cameras, there's lights, I mean, there's literally lights, camera action going on this whole time. Uh, Stuart, back up in the booth over there, is really heading this whole deal up and does an amazing job supporting this crew and making this happen so that if you, you know, are at home or a half a world away, you can watch online. And I think that's so cool. And for me, that's, what drew me into this. I actually, um, if you're ever watching online, I kind of manage the chat room and manage all the social media behind that um, during the service and just love that sense of community. You know, it, it's it's this connection through the screen and it's real. It's not just a like and a follow and all that kind of stuff. There's real connection and it's with all of you. So I'm just super grateful for that. Step out of that. And then I want to pass it off to my dear friend Mark here to talk a little bit about his journey. Thanks, Luke. That, I thought that was funny what you did. Um, so unlike Mary, uh, who at an uh, earlier part of her life uh, began to volunteer, um, I was always voluntold to do things. And... Uh, by a lot of people. Um, sometime in my career, I started to see the benefits of volunteering and the relationship and um, the just love that you can develop with, with others. My journey at New Church Live was like, um, I, the analogy I use is a men's leadership group I attended where we kind of walked behind each other in the woods, in the dark, blindfolded. And we just trusted that what would happen would be a great thing. And when we took the blindfolds off, we found ourselves in this, in these woods, uh, with people you never knew before. And by the time you left those woods, um, you discovered more about yourself. You felt a connection spiritually with God. And I found myself doing that here when Chuck told me to, uh, come to the sermon writing team, I looked at him like, Chuck, you don't know me that well. I don't know much ab about the Bible. And he said, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it was more than okay. And going to St. Francis Inn is just a, a very spiritual thing. And that got me moving to another kind of St. Francis Inn that my daughter told me about. All wonderful um, the small groups that you attend are just, um, you felt immediately accepted, um, and you were able to tell your truth. And so there's so many things like that, and I would love to meet all the people in the audience that I haven't, and I know that'll be a great thing. Uh, so thank you for the opportunities at New Church Live. Thank you, Mark. And you've heard his name before. So I'm going to pass this down to my friend, Rob. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, obviously, I'm Rob Nash. I get choked up in these things. Uh, 
And the other thing is I wanted to mention the person that hasn't been mentioned yet today, Angela Cooper, who's the hardest working woman in the room. So my piece is about uh, small groups, and the truth of it is that I'm just a selfish guy, and I do small groups for myself. But the reason is because I have this little rat that runs in my head, and it runs and it runs and it runs, and it's there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Has anybody else ever heard that rat? Anybody out there? Yeah, okay. So... Uh, what happens in small groups is that I get to go in and I get to connect with people. And I'm grateful for what Leah said today. That's basically what we do in small groups. We talk about our truth and uh, get it out in the air. And then I sit there and I listen and I go, oh yeah, it's like that for me too. And that's how I connect with people. And so we would love to ha- you for you to have that connection. And so we invite you to join a small group. I'll be out in the lobby to talk about it afterwards. Thanks. And finally, you may know him, and I hope you do, but Mr. Chuck Blair. So, first off, just big thank you to all these folks. Just wonderful to hear them all. So the last one I have is kind of the other. You might have an idea for something we've never thought of. And I do want to invite you to, if you have an idea, and there's actually a sign-up sheet out there, like, Chuck, I've had this crazy idea. I've wanted to get a group of people together and let them draw together on Tuesday nights. You know, we can make that happen. Or write together on Thursday nights. We can help you make that happen. Or serve in a particular place. We can make that happen. Or an idea I can't even imagine. And you think it's crazy, but say it, and I'll say, I will help you. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to cheer you on. I'm here to say, great idea. Go for it. To meet those ideas with a foundational yes. Now, not all of them will work, but it's the effort, the intention, and that's what God blesses the most. So, as these folks clear off, I just ask us a last round of applause, then I have a couple more points, then we're going to get to hear the kids sing. So please give another round of applause, folks. All right, why Lynn Doyle's out of earshot, you know the story she said not, she said not to tell, can I tell it? So, so, so Lynn Doyle, like right there, right there. All of us are aware of the mall mom pinch, right? When your mom pinches the back of your arm when you're misbehaving in the mall, right? We all know that feeling, right? Yes. So, so Lynn comes in with her husband, Pat, and she, she grabs my arm with the mall mom pinch. And she's the first words out of her mouth, honest to goodness, where you will not try to save me. And I'm like, Lynn, I don't care whether you're saved. I care whether you're spent. And since then, she became part of New Church Life. So that was the story that Lynn was, Lynn was talking about. So to close here, folks, like, like imagine, imagine again, we, we really take this re-engagement seriously. Imagine we're able, listen carefully here. Imagine we're able to live into, I'm going to use the word very purposefully here, we're able to live into the inconvenience of a larger hope. Notice what I'm saying there. The inconvenience of a larger hope. The inconvenience of re-engagement. 
The inconvenience of building things that can actually start to move the world forward. Think about that. Imagine what that can be in your life. Online people, same thing. See, I think when we do that, it's, 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 we, we start to become more and more, and it's words I used a few weeks ago because they just captured me, was, was Pope, Francis, Pope Francis saying, we have to be artisans of the common good. And that's what church is about. It's about art, the art of learning side by side, the art of full giving, the art of a joyful yes. Those beautiful arts. Now, it won't be perfect, you, it won't be perfect. It just isn't. This is New Church Live. And I love Nadia Bowles-Weber's words about those perfections. I've shared that with the, with the crowd before, but I think they're so important. This is Pastor Nadia Bowles-Weber out in Denver, Colorado. I'm glad you love it here, but at some point I will disappoint you or the church will let you down. Please decide, please decide on this side of that happening. If after that happens, you will still stick around. Because if you leave, you'll miss the way that God's grace comes in and fills in the cracks of our brokenness. And it's too beautiful to miss. Don't miss it. So, folks, there's the invitation. You've heard what it can mean to people. Hopefully there's part of it that works on your heart. After church is done, we have many of these around. We have four of them here. We have some out in the lobby too. If there's something that's particularly interested, interesting for you, for example, you heard Rebecca talking about the music team that interests you, come on up, sign up, and we will be back in touch. And you can just mingle and do this, sign up. Or if you're feeling like, man, check the kids, the timer went off, we're home, shoot us an email. Shoot us an email, let us know where you'd like to plug in. We would really, really love to think of how we can grow this community to serve God, to serve more people, to make a difference in the world, embracing the inconvenience of a larger hope. That's what we're trying to do. So with that, folks, I'm going to say a prayer to close the service. You have the opportunity to say your own prayer or the Lord's Prayer as you know it. As we are saying this, this prayer, the high school kids are going to start moving up here and they're going to lead us in a rousing last number. So please join me in prayer. So Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Thank you for your care, your concern, your love, your willingness, Lord, to create those spaces where we can actually serve. And thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have, the opportunity we have to raise our hands and make a difference, the opportunity of seeing the work as the gift, of seeing the work as the gift, not always knowing what we'll find there, but knowing whatever it is, that it, it is blessed. Thank you, Lord. Be with us this week. In your name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 